Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life. Can you really be happy? And can you be happy as a mum in general? Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. and welcome to the happy single moms podcast i'm your host khalifa today we have a magnificent lady called elise wiggins she is spending time with me today because we have rearranged and rearranged all because of me (laughs) and i'm so happy that she's been so gracious and understanding and i think that as single moms we have to learn how to adapt the pandemic has taught us how to adapt and we just have to go with the flow (laughs) So Elise, please tell the audience a bit about yourself as well as your single mommy journey. So first of all, thank you for having me. And yes, it's just, I'm grateful to be in, to share this space with you, right? Uh, Yes, I am a single mom of two. I have a 17-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And initially, it was not my intention to be a single mom. I was raised by a single mom. And I was like, that's not going to be me. And I believe what made me a single mom is falling into societal stereotypes. So like when I was in my early 20s, I was in a club. I wasn't in school, right? I wasn't the professor and educated person I am today. I was in the clubs and my family was like, you need to settle down. You need to settle down because everyone else was settled down. So I settled down. And then it was like, you need to have a baby. You need to have a baby because I was like 25 years old. And all of my friends, their children was like 10 already. And I didn't even have one. So, you know, I had my daughter, I was in love at the time. And then as the relationship progressed and like five years later, when I became pregnant with my son, I was just like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So I actually left him when I was two months pregnant with my son and I had a four-year-old. So everyone was like, you're crazy. You're stupid. Who does that? But it was something internally inside of me, like get away okay, what happens? I give birth to my son. I think we get back together. And then we ultimately break up two weeks after we had gotten back together for like being separated for a year. I don't even have to explain it. And at that time it was final because I tell a story in my book, he left my children in the house by themselves and I was at work. And it was he, he, he was with another girl, child, look. Right, so imagine I'm coming home from work And I see him, he's getting coffee and she's sitting in the front seat. And I was like, my children are in the house and this is what's happening. And I I nearly lost my mind. So I became a single mom because I felt like, number one, I would not have walked away from him 
had he not left our children in the house. Like, regardless of what relationship issues we were having, I was like, oh, okay. But once he put our children's safety in danger, I became a single mom because I said, no, this can't go on anymore. Wow. But then do you not also feel that I feel that God has given us this innate instinctive feeling when things are not right even if the guy is buying you flowers taking you on dates there's my there, there's just something not sitting well within your your being do you feel like you knew that because from the outward people are bit people are saying that you're crazy like you can't leave this man then you get back together but was something still not sitting right with you with when, when it came to him so here, here it goes, right? And I'm going to say this publicly. My grandmother, I will never forget this. This is before I even got pregnant with my son because my children have a five-year age gap. And she wasn't looking at me. This was my maternal grandmother who I'm named after her, whole name, Elise Wiggins. Uh, and she was like, have another baby by him and leave him. And somebody else said to me like, um, you know, that like, you can't like just walk away. But my grandmother had already said this. And remember, she came from the era where she only ever was with my grandfather. Mm. So, you know, that's that's a whole different generation where they yeah. stayed. They stayed. But he uh was a different ethnicity, religion. So he was Middle Eastern. So that's a different culture, religion, everything. Okay. My grandmother died exactly one month after I had my son. So this is the second baby that she said have and then leave. I never asked her why she said that, but I often think about it now. So to answer your question, I think I always knew, but because I wanted to be in this relationship, I was taken care of, I was pampered, I didn't have to work. But there also came this self, um, as if I had to get rid of my self-esteem, my self-worth, mm. right? I was submissive. And, and a huge part of me today I love being submissive. Let's not get that twisted. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you come home, you're the king because yeah. I'm treated equally. You understand? So I, I I don't mind submitting, but it got to the point where it became too much. And maybe it was something about the hormones I was getting from my son, the male hormones, but yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. And that was it. I feel like sometimes in relationships, um, we oftentimes divorce ourselves and marry the relationship and we place it on a wow. pedestal sometimes yeah. as women. And I think it's sad that at times it's, it's crazy because as a single mom, you were told by society and the media that you have failed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you're then in a marriage, for example, unhappy, um, sometimes quote unquote unloved or uh, emotionally un fulfilled mm -hmm. so you you unhappy in marriage and get criticized and then you become a single mom and and then get criticized so you have to do what's best for you because that yeah. people would still talk <laughs> people would right, still talk and it's it's crazy so were you afraid when you actually I, I know obviously like him leaving the kids pushed you to actually switch on that light that mm -mm, I'm, I'm done but were you afraid to do this thing called single motherhood by yourself because you you get yeah, like uh, some days I'm still afraid today and it's oh. over 10 years you understand yeah. there's never not a time where it's like oh am I doing the right thing or 
like, for example, you know, and I, I'm grateful that, you know, we were from a generation and I don't know if this is true, how you grew up, but children were seen and not heard. Yep. And although I can understand the benefits of that, however, on the flip side, that's why a lot of people in the family were molested by the uncle that they still see. So they're, they're constantly traumatized because yeah. they're in so they're in close proximity to the person who violated them. Right. So when my children are, you know, they, they speak up. And yesterday my daughter said to me, um, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that you want to stay home with us and then complain about it. Ooh. I hate it when I like, can tell us the truth. <laughs> right. And you know what? So, okay. So on the, uh, so on the other side my paternal grandmother, and that's why I'm grateful that I was blessed with two uh, amazing grandmothers and my paternal grandmother used to say, you can't call children fresh or grown because where are they getting it from? She's around me the most. So she sees me, she observes me and she calls me out the same way I call her out her and her brother. And I pondered on that all day because she made me realize it's kind of like when, when you ask somebody, you know, what do you have to be grateful for? And they'll say nothing. And then if you really think about, okay, wait, I woke up today, I'm breathing, I'm this. So I have been saying, I want to be able to stay at home with them. Like she's 17. She gets out of school at 12. He's, uh, he gets out of school at three. I can't work a traditional nine to five because I, if you're talking to me, you're a client, customer, my boss, at 12 o'clock, my brain is, where's Malico? What is she doing? Where's she going? Yeah. And you're right in front of me, but my brain is at that high school. You understand? Yeah. As a yeah. mom. So I had to realize just yesterday, like, you are living the lifestyle that you asked to live. It may not look the way you want it to, but when your children call you and say, oh, I'm going to stay at my friend's house tonight. And I'm like, oh, because I know the friend. And then five minutes later, it's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. The sheets are dirty or this. I'm outside. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a blessing. So I feel like one of the benefits of being a mom, a single mom, is the fact that I can be there for them the way I design my lifestyle. It's not like I'm working 20 jobs because I already knew what I was getting myself into. I knew whatever I did to make money, it couldn't take up all my time because I have to be just as responsive to my children because yeah. of the ages that they're at now is very sensitive. So yes. yes, I just had that revelation yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I've had another lady say on the podcast that you should parent within your personality. Don't try and do it how your grandparents did it, how your mom did it. Parent within, because the kids are changing. They're more yeah. exposed and they're more in tuned with their emotions as well now. You know, like they, mm -hmm. they know what trauma bonds are and, and oh, mom, you're shouting, you're being aggressive. I'm like, uh, then do the dishes. <laughs> Right, that's all I. <laughs> then I won't shout. <laughs> right, and then I won't be labeled as aggressive. Yeah, so they have all these like buzzwords for things. Yeah. But um, yeah. what I would like to ask you about mm -hmm. the single motherhood aspect of yeah. your of your life, have you felt any stigma towards you since you became a single mom? Constantly, always, wow. always, always, always. And here's the thing that I had to, I don't know how, when this happened, probably when I lived, when I moved to New Jersey, because I'm originally from Brooklyn and now I live in uh, Bergen County. And what I was taught in the city, like growing up in New York, you always have to be doing something. You hustling, 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 you're busy. And um, I used to teach at the community college out here. 
And it's a terminology called the adjunct shuffle. That's when you teach at like different colleges because that's how you make money as an adjunct. And I met this other adjunct and he said to me, Elise, this is not New York. You don't hustle anymore. You build relationships. So I think that in moving out here and changing my mindset, it, it allowed me to see that you're, you're always going to have stigma, but you can't care. People, mm. uh, I, I remember, like I said, when I first started teaching at the college out here, one of another faculty member, she's been there for a while. She, you know, we were like getting coffee, whatever, on a break. And she says to me, oh my gosh, you're so articulate. Like, listen, if you wanted me to get ghetto, I could get ghetto too, but that's not the time or place for this. So everybody is going to have a misconception based on their own interpretation, based on who they are of you when they see you. So it's not up to me to change people's thinking about me. Like some people are going to say I'm evil. Some people are going to say I'm good. It's about how Elise perceives Elise. And I think that's one thing that a lot of single mothers have to get through all of that, like, oh, baby mama, this, that. Listen, you are what you answer to. Ooh, I love that. Not and what they call you. Yeah, and what what one word of encouragement would you give to a pregnant single mom at the moment? So uh, uh, for a pregnant single mom, I would say you have to be careful of your thoughts, emotions, and environment because it's my belief, right? Because one of the things that um, I was studying counseling psychology is that, and again, this is my interpretation, I believe your subconscious mind is developed when you're in your mother's womb. So depending on how she's feeling, who she's interacting with, if you think about it, it go, it goes, it, it starts in the womb and into your early childhood. So if you think about some of your automatic thoughts that come to your mind, it's something you heard from your aunt, something you were little growing up. It's all of these memories you have in your brain. So as a, a pregnant mom who knows that you're going to be a single mom, you have to already have in your mind that no matter what happens, you are responsible for your child. So again, my paternal grandmother used to say to us, oh, you sitting around waiting for him to bring milk back to your baby? You better get up and buy your baby's milk. You never depend on anyone else for your children's needs. And it's hard and it's mm -hmm. difficult, but the love that you have for that child will supersede any feeling that you have. And I get everybody doesn't have the maternal instincts. And if you don't, I suggest you seek help. But if you're a single mom and you, you're pregnant, I would say you should take care of yourself the way, you, the way you're going to take care of your baby. Maybe yeah. it's time for you to parent yourself and love yourself if you're not getting it from the world. That's amazing. I love that piece of advice. I can't even top that. That's, that's spectacular. Spectacular. So please tell us about what you're working on at the moment to help empower women, single moms. Okay, so here's what happened. So again, like I said, I was studying counseling psychology in a doctorate program. So I kind of stopped my whole life and went back to school. And I was in my second year, the beginning of this year, actually, I was burned out. I couldn't get out the bed. I could, if I told somebody what was happening to me, they would say, oh, well, you know, this is due on Thursday or you got to take it. There was no like, wow, I hear you. And I later learned that I was burned out. I was a counseling psychology student, intern, mom, entrepreneur. I had all of these different things I was doing by myself with no help. And I said, you know what? No one, like no one understands, no one cares. 
So I created what I needed. So reawaken your light emerge as of this. In reawaken your light, I help moms and caregivers who are experiencing burnout, but they still have goals. They still have dreams. So what they do is they come into the program, they complete a survey. And based on how they answer the survey determines what needs they have. So for example, if you and I entered the program on the same day, we wouldn't get the same services or the same response. So that's what's unique about reawakening your light. It's customized to suit you. And then we meet for seven weeks live and we discuss like different topics. For example, step parenting, parenting adult children, uh, we talked about seen and not heard. How do you parent now and not the way you were parented? So things like that. So we've had really great success from the course. Like we had uh, a recent uh, graduate of the program. She just graduated with her associate's degree and now she's going to go get her uh, bachelor's degree. We have another mom who was thinking about starting a brokerage firm. She was a single mom, domestic violence. And now she's teaching other mothers how to do mortgage it. So is it, I have an author uh, from the program. So there are so many different ways that I believe like, you know, we can help, but it's just a matter of, I feel like sometimes you have to be the person first. Like, okay, what help do I need? Okay, yeah. that's what I need to create. I need to create what I needed. And that's what reawaking your light is. That's amazing. And they always say that most businesses are birthed out of a need that, yeah, that you, you have had. Yeah. I was gonna, um, cause you mentioned the fact that you were burnt out. And I think that a lot of single moms at times are burnt out, but they don't know that they're in burnout or they're driving on empty. What were the, the key identifiers for you to know that, do you know what, or what was a like light bulb moment that was like, no, no, this, this is actually burnout. So at least moms that are listening would know what burnout looks like, what it sounds like and what it feels like. So number one, you wake up mad. You are, when you, when you open your eyes, you're already upset. Wow. You wake up on that's it. And number two, you don't care. So I want to say I didn't care for this whole year. My response to everything was, I don't care. I, and I really meant it. Like I, I, I was numb. So number one, you wake up mad. And number two, you have no feelings about anything because too many things are happening to you, right? Now, here's what needs to happen. It's bio, psycho, and social. Bio, it's chemically what's going on inside of your body. So uh, what's your blood type? Are you eating right for your blood type? Because sometimes that's the, the chemical imbalance, what's happening in your environment, depend on what you're eating, if you are drinking, if you're smoking, uh, the vaping, whatever. That all affects that. Uh, psych psychologically, what are you thinking? So one of the things I like to tell my clients is what's the first thought you have in the morning? You have to be very careful with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just let their thoughts run on automatic. It just goes. So uh, I wake up, boom. Oh, this happened when I was six and that happened when I was 12. That's why I felt like that. When I look at the color yellow, it reminds me of, and it's a, it's a pattern, 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 right? So capture every thought. I would say, what is the first thought you have in the morning? And what? how do your thoughts make you feel? Mm. Very important. And number three, social. Who are you around? So I just, I just did like a quick video called Respect Over History. So 
I, you and I have been friends for years, but every time we interact with each other, I disrespect you. When we're in front of other people, I belittle you, but we've known each other since children. So are you going to continue to say, I'm going to be friends with Elise because she's my day one over respecting yourself and saying, hey, whenever I get around her, not only does my brain hurt, but it literally is breaking down the cells of my body because yeah. that's what's happening when you feel bad. Like you, that's why people are prone to, um, oh, I have the flu or I got the sniffles or I had this because you're look what's happening to your body. Your thoughts are negative. Your feelings are negative. And now you're just vibrating on a really negative wave. Yeah. Right. So it's bio, it's psycho and it's social. So these are the three areas you have to pay attention to because sometimes you can help yourself and then other times you need help. And that's where I come in where you say, hey, I need help. Now, if you say to me, you know, I think I'm going to kill myself, or I'm diagnosed, I would definitely have to refer you to a mental health professional. But if it's more of emotional, motivational, I just need somebody to listen. That's what I do. That's awesome. And I think that it's it's really, really needed because I put up a study on my Instagram showing that suicide rates have gone up for single moms. It has gone up a heck of a lot. And it's something that people aren't talking about. I can't hear it in main, mainstream media. There's something going on with not having enough support. And especially even as black women, and there's so many times that I've been told, oh, you're strong. I'm not strong. I'm fragile. I need help. <laughs> you know, they, you just can't really express your frustration because then you end up sounding yeah. like a bitter baby mom when I'm just sharing my frustration. I... You know, so it's, it's, it's difficult because, and the problem as well is that, like you said, the social aspect, you have to be very careful who you're around. And that's why I started the podcast because I couldn't really share my, my problems because my mom's such a strong African woman, like they just, we don't share our problems. You just get on with it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. You just, just get on with it. Just, just keep it pushing. And some of my friends when I got pregnant when I was 24 they were partying so they didn't understand my my mm -hmm. woes so I started the well I started the podcast two years ago personally but I'm saying it in regards to my single motherhood I mm -hmm. found it very hard to to identify with someone that was like me and mm -hmm. I I thank God for like social media whereby you can meet people across the world yeah. and we are the same you know like I'm a single mom. I've got a law degree and I've got a master's. I've got a job. I've got a business. Do you understand? My son mm -hmm. is doing, is, is thriving by God's grace. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like the people that you are around are very, very important. And the reality, the reality is, and I said this to um, a girlfriend not too long ago that I would love, it's winter right now. It's snowing mm -hmm. in the UK. I would love some triceps and biceps. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> but yes yes but the thing is the loneliest I have ever felt in my entire life was when I was in a relationship and the person wasn't mm -hmm. fulfilling my needs emotionally mm -hmm. and that's something that we need to do the same way when you're at work and you would have audits you need to audit your finances you need yeah. to audit your relationships and you have to be ready to cut people off I am not um, I wouldn't say cut them off because you, I feel like we always, you never know who you would need. You mm -hmm. can, don't, uh, what's, don't destroy your relationship, 
you can redefine a relationship compartmentalize put it over here yeah yeah and the thing about our lives and our heart is that you can have your life is like a house yeah not if if i was to come to your house now at least you'd invite me to the sitting room but i'm not going to go inside your bedroom because that's an intimate place you know Mm -hmm. and you have to realize that you have the right to tell people that look you have to get out of my house (laughs) because you're smashing everything here and this is my house so So, and that yeah yeah i i I gotta say i have to say this when you were talking about the baby baby mother i just gotta say i have a family member that i was explaining the situation with me and their father to date right and they were like oh you sound bitter why is it that when i'm telling my experience it's bitterness So what I've learned to do is I say, you know what, I'm just going to do this and we're going to see what's going to happen. And I took my concentration off of what he wasn't doing, Mm. what he wasn't enough of. And I said, I'm going to put that energy into something else. And I think that a lot of single mothers, if you see that he's not trying or he doesn't want to, Instead of sending the text messages, because I've done it, instead of cursing him out, because I've done it, put that energy into you, your business, your school, your children, and then you're going to see it flourish. But if you keep it focused on what he's not enough of, and trust me, when he sees like his children are not like, oh, we're sick, we're starving, we're dying. It's like, wait, they're not calling me or they don't need me. Mm. Yeah, shift the energy. Like when I tell you that's the most, that's been so helpful to me is to forgive myself for being in that relationship, but then forgiving him, whether he deserves it or not. Mm-hmm. You have to and shift and shift. So at least where can people find you on social media? So right now you can find me on LinkedIn as Elise A. Wiggins, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, TikTok is reawaken your light awesome i just want to say thank you so much for taking out the time and coming on the happy single moms podcast by the way guys we this is the first interview i've done unscripted (laughs) no questions i did not write any questions down so yeah this has been awesome actually i feel like this has opened the door i can actually have interviews with people without having to write questions i'm like number one (laughs) thank you so much thank you for having me yeah